Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to this podcast with Pastor Mubarakota. Mubarakota is the founder and leader of Christ Love World Outreach, a global evangelical ministry that is impacting the lives of many worldwide. Mubarak, an anointed teacher of the word, teaches the good news that has the power to heal the brokenhearted, free the captives, and change lives. Stay connected as you receive God's inspired word. Now, today's message. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We thank God so much for this great opportunity to be in this midweek communion service. And I believe that tonight God is going to touch you in a special way. And your life is never going to be the same again. Amen. Are you happy to be here? We thank Jesus. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we ask that tonight you will speak to us and you will help us and touch us in a unique way. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right. So tonight I just want to share with you on faith and hardship the essence of your faith in times of hardship amen now many things in life are not useful till a certain time of trouble or a certain time of need amen i remember as a child there used to be a unit in the tishi barracks called the field engineers unit and many times when you would pass by that unit you would see canoes and heavy duty uh machines like uh prefabricated bridges and they'll be lying there and you think when is when are these people going to use these things or what what is actually going to give rise to the opportunity for these things to be used but in a matter of time we will be there we'll hear oh this place has flooded circle has flooded this place has flooded then suddenly it's like the thing that had no use has now become of great use amen so many times in our lives so many things happen all right and um at certain times we need certain things okay like as a student many students will not need their textbooks till exams is coming even though that's not supposed to be the case amen <laughs> so that's how faith is you know faith is only useful or faith the usage of faith becomes very real when challenges rise up. You get it? Yeah. I remember one time as a teaching assistant in KNDSC Business School, um, we went for a funeral. And during this funeral, they gave us food to eat. I mean, they gave us food to eat. 
at Mankesin. And I was so full. So when we were leaving, they said, oh, take this rice. They put the rice in packs for us. They said, take this rice so that on your journey, when you are hungry, you will hurt. You will eat it. But because I was full at that time, and I was a pastor, you see, I wanted to do good. So when I came out of there, I saw these little children playing around the neighborhood. And as a generous person, I gave them my food. So we sat in the bus. It was like almost a six-hour journey, or four, five, five to six-hour journey. And I'd eaten my fufu. And those of you who eat fufu, you know, fufu doesn't really stay on you for long. <laughs> so around three, we set off. When the bus, uh, we used Asim Fusu, that area to Oboase. Then we came to Kumase. And you know, on that road, total darkness, no food to buy anywhere. And around seven o'clock in the bus, I began to feel very hungry. And that's the time that everybody began to bring their food out. And I thought to myself, I've become a very foolish, foolish virgin. You know, the, 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 the foolish virgins did not think they would need the oil. Right? So the Bible makes us understand that faith is a very important thing. And we must always be on guard okay so that at the time that we need our faith all right we will be able to apply it the essence of our faith is for heart is for overcoming hardship i'd like you to write that down so hardship is what makes faith useful Faith would not be necessary if there was no Red Sea. Faith would not be necessary, all right, if there was no uh, wall of Jericho. Faith would not be necessary if the Jordan was not was 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 not going to be parted. But once there's a Jordan, once there's a Red Sea, once there's there is a, a wall of Jericho, faith will always be needed. As Christians, we don't want to think that our journey is going to be all rosy, all beautiful, all nice, without trouble, without issues. No, that is not what God promised us. God promised us a life. Amen. That is full of using the word of God to overcome. You get it? And wherever the word of God must be applied, it must be applied on a problem so that we can have results. Hallelujah. So, even though I'm not here to prophesy hardship, I am here to inform you that along the line, if you are not facing hardship now, along the line, a challenge will come. A stumbling block will come. But you see, it is not meant to kill you. A test will come. It is only meant to make you go higher. The reason why I'm not going to tell you that 
you will have a, a hardship-free life is that. If I tell you that, then I mean you are going to have a promotionless life. Do you get it? Because your problems, the problems that come to you in your life, the challenges you face, are the stepping stones that strengthen you and give you a higher place of authority in the spiritual work. Do you get it? Good. So, we as Christians, we must come to that place where we respect challenges and see them in their right perspective. Do you get it? So that at the end of the day, Satan does not take advantage of the troubles that we face. Hmm? Yeah. So, faith is very important and you must begin to look for where your faith is. Just in case you are having a rosy life, I just want to let you know, look, go and look for your faith because uh, there's coming a day that you will need it. You must spend time building your faith because there's coming a day you need it. You get it? Yes. Go and look for it. It's like, you live in uh, America and the winter is coming. May, you may not have money to buy winter clothes. You may have some old winter clothes. What you have to do is to go and look for the winter clothes in preparation of the winter. Do you get it? So as your prophet, I, I'm telling you, look, the challenge you're going through, you're only going to overcome by faith. And so you must start looking for faith. Okay? Faith from within you, faith from messages, faith from experiences, faith from the word of God, faith that comes from the voice of God. Either way, you must still figure a way around to lay hold on what? On faith. Amen. I would like you to write this also down. Hard times do come, and that is why God gave us faith. Amen. Hard times do come. And that is why God gave us faith. Right again. So, faith is only useful in the context of having hardships. Faith is only useful in the context of having hardship. It means that if you have faith, you don't know its use till there's a problem and you have to apply it. Do you get it? Yeah. You never know the use of a microphone till you test it. Not so. You never know the use of a car till you drive it. If there's no journey to travel on, your car is useless. Huh? If you live, when, uh, how do you call it? When Corona came, we all had our cars parked for several weeks without moving them. One time I, tr I came out, sneaked out to go by. Uh, what do you call it? Some vegetables. And when I drove out, I decided to buy four. And I was shocked. I bought 50 CDs or 100 CDs, and my tank was full. Then I asked them, why is the four cheap? Like I said, the demand of the four has gone down. And so the prices of the four has also what? Dropped. Means nobody's driving their car. So petrol is not useful if we don't have anywhere going. The use of the petrol. The use of the car 
It's just because we have places to go to. So you can't say you have faith if you don't have a problem. And you can't say you have faith if you've not been tested. Hallelujah. So faith is only useful. Now, if faith is only useful, then why do we run away from trouble? Then why do we hide from challenges? Somebody wants to say, I have faith. I have faith. I have faith. I'm a man of faith. But hey, you're a man of faith and you face the Red Sea and you're crying. No. You're a man of faith and you meet the wall of Jericho and you're crying. That's not how God wants it. God wants all of us to come to places where we understand that our faith goes with what? Trouble. So more faith, more trouble. Not so. You don't like my message. Yes, you must. Because as long as, so far as you are in this world, you will meet something that will need faith. You will meet something that money cannot solve. You will meet something that, um, how do you call it? Uh, connections may not solve. Today I was listening to, I was going through the news and I heard, I saw a great man of God has gone to be with the Lord today. Dr. David Yongicho. And this man was so great at a point he had the largest single congregation in the world. But you know, this man was diagnosed of an incurable tuber blood tuberculosis. And he had just three months to die. And as he lay on the bed, what happened to him? Yes, he's with Jesus now. As he lay on the bed, a little girl came to tell him about Jesus Christ. He sank the girl. Then the girl came again. He sank the girl. Then the girl. Then one day, as the girl was talking to you, the girl started crying. Then he said, okay, it's okay. Don't cry. I'll give my life to Jesus. After all, he said, after all, he's dying. He was 90, around 19, I think, at that time. After all, he's dying. So even if he gives his life to Jesus, so the, the girl will be happy. But do you know, he got healed in six months. Something that was incurable. And lived to be 86. He should have died long ago. But he lived by faith. Huh? And accomplished a great task that the whole of the world today, we are all encouraged. And he's, he didn't die of that disease. 86 is an honorable age to die. Yes, he's lived his life, seen everything, helped people, built churches, planted churches. At a point in time, this man would give church members away. When he comes to church, he warns the church. You people, next week, don't come to church. Let group B come. Yes, that's how blessed the man was. Because if the group A comes, church will be full. He said, you people, you are group B. Come next two weeks. Next week is group C. That's how he, he did it. Now, do you think if there was no faith, this man would live? No. Another great general of God, Papa Kenneth Hagen. He too. He had an incurable blood disease. And he lay on the bed, dying. Then he began to read the book of Mark. Yes, Papa Kenneth Hagen. And as Papa Kenneth Hagen began to read the book of Mark, he saw in the Bible, he said, if you have faith as a master seed, you say to this mountain, 
be thou cast into the sea, and it will, it will go. And what, what happened? He got, he rose up and stood on his ground. And Jesus said, because of your unbelief, for very long, if you have faith as a grain of master. Is it the scripture he read? I think he said it was, all things are possible to those who believe. Something like that. He said, but I remember very well, he said he was reading the book of Mark. But he rose up on his feet. Rose up. And lived to also be 80 plus. Yeah, Jesus said, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And he rose up. Incurable blood disease. Now, do you think he could have used his faith if there was no incurable blood disease? No. Now, this man has, has affected equally many people. Recently, I saw a post. He would have been 100 and something years today. At that, like, I think last week or last two weeks. Yeah, if he was still alive. Going to be with the Lord. But how did he, this man become what he is? Through faith. Through what? Faith. Through faith. Bishop Oyedi puts this one time he had tuberculosis. And he would cough and all his friends, as a little boy, all his friends would move away from him. Laughing at him. One night he woke up and he went to stand and said, God, why? Do something about this. And that was the end of tuberculosis. You know, Faith is what God gave us to overcome trouble. So, as Christians, we face trouble, but we don't sink in trouble. We come towards strange hardships, but we don't go down. We may have diagnosis, but we don't, we don't, we don't, summon, we don't go down and, and relinquish our rights in the face of these challenges. As Christians, when we come face, face to face, head on head with challenges, what do we do? We stand in faith. We stand in faith. We stand in faith. We stand. Believing what God has said. And turn the situation around. You see? So, there's no need crying about your situation. The crying will move God. Pick up your faith. Do what? Pick up your faith. Rise up. Take up. The Bible says, take up the shield of faith. Wherein you'll be able to quench all the fairy darts of Satan. Hallelujah. Faith is a universal currency. When you want to buy something, what do you use? Use money. Now, in the spirit, when you want to get something, you use faith. So, all the things you need that you do not have, you must rise up in faith and buy them by faith. Do you get it? You need accommodation by faith. Whatever you need, by faith. Hallelujah. So, I just want to encourage somebody going through trouble, somebody sick, somebody dying, somebody out, somebody do, who does not know what they have to do at this point. And I just want to let you know, look, 
you must look for your faith. For whatever trouble you are in, faith is the way of escape. Faith is the only way out. And you must rise up. Amen. And do what you have to do. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Now, what is the end of our faith? What is the end results of our what? Faith. Why must we have faith? Or when we have faith, what happens? Okay, is it just to overcome the problem? Not necessarily. There are many things that accompany using of faith aside overcoming issues, aside actually being able to go through hardships. And number one is that when we have faith, we please God. Or when we use faith, we do what? We please God. Hebrews 11.6 But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. But without faith. So, if you are a Christian, okay, there's something that is called pleasing God. Yeah. Pleasing God. And here he's saying that we please God not by necessarily winning souls. We please God not by necessarily praying. We please God not necessarily giving money. All right? But we please God by exercising faith. He says that faith is the chiefest of what makes God pleased. Amen. Now, it means that if I don't use my faith, all right, I can do all the other things, but I may never please God. Yeah. So it's very important I use my faith because aside every benefit that comes, I'm going to end up what? Pleasing God. Sometimes you see, they have what they call fringe benefits when you do certain things. For instance, um, now a lot of people are trying to go digital with money. A lot of banks, they are trying to as much as they can reduce, uh, how do you call it, transactions in the bank to lower queues and, I mean, stop queues and all. So sometimes they encourage people that if you set up your Echo Bank, whatever this is, you will get this uh, advantage. We will credit your account with X amount. If you, if you get a credit card, we'll give you the... Because they want people to go cashless. There are benefits that come. So even though you are using the card, you are also getting a benefit. As if you pay your if you pay your school fees through the online platform, whatever, we are going to give you X amount discount. That is how it is. Now, if you use faith, you are going to please God. And what comes with pleasing God? When you please God, whatever you want, God will give to you. Amen. When you please God, for instance, if I'm here and someone pleases me. Whatever they desire, I'll give it to them. But if they don't please me, I will not mind them. That is how God is. So God wants to, to actually 
be pleased by you. So that when you say, Lord, I need a car, he gives you the car. You say, Lord, I need a house. He gives you a house. But how are you going to please him? By using your faith. By using, not by crying. Not by singing dirges. Not by singing sad songs. Not by worrying. Not by sitting down and, and hoping that something works hard, some way, somehow will happen. But by actually putting your faith to work. So do you know what it means? It means that if you came across a Red Sea hmm, in your life, what could be a Red Sea? A Red Sea could be that they are evicting you from your house. You don't have money to pay. A Red Sea could be that you've been given a diagnosis by the doctor. A Red Sea could, be, could mean that a great challenge has come into your life. What God does not want you to do is to stand like Moses and start crying. Say, what will happen to us? No. What God wants you to do is to speak to the Red Sea. God wants you to wake up and speak to that condition. You know the condition cannot be solved, but you are speaking to it. That's faith. That is faith. You know that this problem is impossible to solve, but you are doing what? You are speaking to it. I remember when we were going to rent this place. I entered this place. The guy told us the price. I knew it was not possible. Looking at what I had. Amen. But when I stood there, I said, Father, we claim this place. We claim this place. Thank you for this place. I brought the people here. I said, we claim this place. I remember when we went to trade fair. I took the people. I said, this is our new church. You see, I was acting in faith. I was pleasing God. When the time came, God just sent the money. Hallelujah. So you have to change your attitude. When you meet challenges, it depends on, you see, it depends on your approach. You can cry. You can sit down and say, oh, we have come to the end. This is the dead end. This is our last. Let us eat and die. No. No. When Elijah met, Elijah met the woman, widow of Zarephath, the widow was not understanding. She didn't understand faith. The widow said, it's left with only this. I'm going to eat with my son and go. Then Elijah, Elijah, who understood the workings of faith, Elijah said, go and cook it for me. But that saith the Lord, you will not die because this food will not go waste. Hallelujah. So we must come to a place where we are not just looking at the natural, but we are seeing things that even though in the natural does not make sense, in the spirit will bring results. Hallelujah. And when we do this, we please God. Because God likes us to do things that we don't see. Amen. Blessed that Jesus said, you, you, you've only believed because you've seen. He was saying to Thomas, he said, blessed are those that have not seen by yet belief. Faith is the substance of things what hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So when you stand in the hardship and say, I am healed. Meanwhile, the symptoms are killing you. Ha, I am healed. I am healed. Then God says, wow. Even though this guy is dying, he's still professing healing. Angels, go and do it for him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, there's a challenge. Your landlord is kicking you out. But you stand and say, I will praise your holy name. Then the, the angels will watch and say, is this, is this not the guy who they are, they are tr throwing him out of his house? Then the, they will respond and say, yes, he's the one. And say, How come he's praising God? They say, yes, because he believes in God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they looked at the fire and they told King Nebuchadnezzar, oh king, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. We want you to know 
that we will not bow to your image. We will not bow. Yes, there's a fire, but we will not bow. We will not bow. And guess what? We have a God who will save us. And even if he does not save us, we want you to know huh, that this one, we will not do it. Then the angels are watching. It's like, wow. Are these people going to say no to King Nebuchadnezzar even though the fire is there? Say yes, this is what they are going to do. They put them in the fire. And because they please God, suddenly a fourth man. So the fourth man appeared because Jesus saw their faith. Amen. And so God wants us to please him. And out of the pleasing by acting on the invisible, by believing in what we've not seen, by confessing what we believe, he will show up. Many times we want Jesus to show up, so we believe. But Jesus says, believe before I show up. Many times we want God to do it, so we flow. But God wants us to flow before he does it. Amen. I remember many years ago, before we would ever have miracles in our outreaches, I had the testimony of Captain Coleman. And she said one time she was preaching and somebody just rose up in the meeting and started screaming, I am healed. I am healed. I am healed. And I thought to myself, it would be a nice way to start a miracle ministry. So I also told God, let someone rise up in the meeting and say, I am healed. I am healed. I am healed. It never happened. God said, call them out and pray for them. I said, what if they don't get healed? He said, if you call them, I'll touch them. I call them, they never got healed. I call them again, they never got healed. I told them they'll be healed. I pray for them, they'll never, they never got healed. But, you know, I had to come to the place where I would act it out first. Then one day, I called them out and they were healed. Hallelujah. So God wants us to please him. Amen. And when we please him, we will have all the other benefits. Number two end result of our faith is that faith will make us overcome. Amen. Hardship for a Christian does not kill. You don't go down in hardship. Amen. You overcome hardship. First John 5, 4. For whatsoever is born of God, so whoever is a child of God, that's what? Overcometh the world. Overcometh. Okay. And what do they use to overcome? What it means is if you overcome, it means you end up victorious. So he says that whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world. The victory, the sign of our overcoming. What the tool that we use to overcome is what? Our faith. Give me the amplifier. For whatsoever is born of God is victorious over, over the world. Uh, and this is the victory that conquers the world. So it's like this is the tool of victory. This is what gives us victory. So if you have a challenge, you don't cry. You don't sit down in confusion. You don't say, ah, 
I've done everything. I've done everything I know. I've done everything. I've prayed. I've fasted. Oh, God, why? You've forsaken me. No, 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 no. There's always something that you don't know. And that is faith. There's always something. Faith gets it. <clears throat> Amen. Faith gets it. Amen. So, if you have a key and you put the key in and it did not open, it meant it was not what? The right key. Or? Or it was the right key, but you put it in and it did not open. It means you did not do it the right way. Not so. That's how faith is. If it did not work, then it was not faith. And if it was faith and it still did not work, then you did not work it out well. So work out your faith. Hmm? Work out your faith. Work out your salvation. Salvation comes by faith. Yeah. So we must rise up. Know that the end of every challenge for a child born of God is victory. The end. So we, we play a game and we know the results of the game before we play it. We enter a battle and we know the results of the battle before we what? We enter. Or you don't understand. We play a match, but we know the results of the match before we play it. All because he's given us the key of victory, which is what? Faith. Are we going to use our faith? Very, very important. So ask your neighbor, do you have faith? Yeah. It's a question every time. Do you have adequate faith? And there are different levels of faith. There's little, there's no faith. There's little faith. Huh? There's great faith. Which level are you operating on? He said, if you have little faith, you can do this. He said, I've not seen such great faith. Amen. We have exceeding faith. So marvelous. And finally, when we use our faith, we write a testimony that encourages and gives others faith. Amen. When I stood here, I used the testimony of Dr. David Yongicho and the testimony of Prophet Kenneth Hagen to encourage us. They use their faith. That is why we have a testimony. Romans 5.4. Romans 5, 4. Go, go to uh, 3. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations. I'm coming. Sorry, Romans 15, 4. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and the comfort of the scriptures might have hope. What it means is whatever others go through, when you read about it, when you hear about it, it encourages you. You get it. So he says that we read, we learn of people like Gideon. We learn of people like Barak. We learn of people like Abraham. We learn of people like Deborah, Peter, Paul. 
so that we can also have faith. Hebrews 11, 2. Eleven two. For by it the elders obtained the good report. What was that good report? The good report of faith. The good report of a testimony. Amen. Amen. So you are not going to be selfish with that issue. We are here because others have given us stories that have kept us going. We know people can be healed because we saw Jesus do it. We saw people the blind see. We saw the 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 hands back receive wholeness. We saw people with issues of blood seize. And that is why we know for us too that it is possible. Yeah. Have we had it been that we've never seen it, then we will not believe. But because we have seen it, then we do what? We do believe. Amen. So I'm here to prophesy to you that by the power of faith, the verdict for the challenge you are going through is that you have overcome. Is that you will end up with a testimony. The one time I was going through a challenge and I just told the devil, I told the devil, Satan, I want you to know, and I really want you to know, that I know very well that God does not want me to die now. And so the end of this problem, no matter what happens, is that I will be alive and I will not die. That was the confession of my faith. Many times I've told God, I know you will bring me out of this. I know you will what? Bring me out of this. I don't know how you will do it, but I know that definitely I will come out of this. I know I will come out of what? This issue. I will not die in this issue. I will not go down in this issue. I will come out victorious. How will I come out victorious? Through the power of what? Faith. As I close, I want to take you to a scripture in Luke 8, 25. Go to 23. Jesus was in a storm, was in a boat with the disciples. And as they sailed, the Bible says he fell asleep. And they came and there came down a storm of the wind on the lake. And they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. So it means that the whole boat was filled in with water. And there was chaos. But Jesus, the Prince of Peace, he was asleep. 24. And they came to him and awoke him saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind huh? and the raging of the water. And they ceased. And there was a calm. 25. Then he asked them, Where is your faith? Where is what? Your faith. It means you threw your faith away when the storm came. That is why you were crying. That is a master cares not that thou that we perish. Instead of crying, you should have looked for your faith. It's like Alfred stands in front of a door and is hitting the door, is hitting the door, and he says, Papa, I cannot open the door. And I come and I use my key and I open. 
and like, Alfred, where is your key? Where is the key I gave you? And Alfred said, oh, I forgot my key. When you stand in front of a door, you don't cry. You don't push. You open with a key. So where is your key? Jesus was asking them because he told you that you will overcome by faith. Huh? Now you are in the storm and you are crying. Meanwhile, it is not tears that stop the storm. So now that you are in this problem and you keep crying, how will you survive? You must look for your faith. If he asks them, where is your faith? Then it means they misplace their faith. And everybody can misplace their faith at any point in time. Sometimes when we go long periods without listening to the word of God, we lose our faith. Sometimes when we get too engulfed in the world, okay, because what you hear brings faith, okay? So if you are listening to worldly songs and worldly movies and everything, it sucks your faith away. So the day Satan pops up, you realize there's nothing in you. Your faith is gone. Sometimes what happens is that we get involved in so many challenges that drain our faith. Worldly entanglements. Huh? Sometimes the businesses we do because of how shady they are. A little cheating here, a little cheating there, a little lie here, a little lie there. It sucks our faith. And in the day of trouble, we don't have anything to show up. But Jesus is asking, where is your faith? Where is your faith? Tonight, I'm just sharing with you that your faith is what will help you overcome this hardship. And the Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So even as you are listening to this, I prophesy to you that a new level of faith is coming to you. And this faith, the consciousness that now you have that you can overcome this problem is going to bring you results. So, I want all of us to stand up and begin to confess our faith in the midst of this challenge. Amen. So, wherever you are, just stand up and begin to talk to God. Tell God that, look, Father, I believe you are able to do this. You are not crying again. You are not going to say, I've tried and it didn't work. You're not going to say, when at all am I going to be able to overcome? No, you are changing your language. And you are saying, Father, I believe. Lord, 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 I believe. You are coming out of every challenge. This problem will not drown you. It will not kill you. You are overcoming. Malobazi katoko lazabadi. Shelo no mozukaba. Igo baleze. Sugenege belede. Zakruza sataya. Marago shakata. I pray for you that the power of the Spirit of God will rest on you. And the anointing of the Holy Ghost will be on you. And it will help you. And you will overcome. You will not die in this. You will not go down in this. This will not overpower you. You will emerge victorious. The next time Satan knocks on your door, you will be ready waiting for him in faith. Not the faith that is in man, but the faith that is in God. Receive the victory 
even by your faith. And regardless of what happens, I want to let you know that by faith you will stand and you will have the victory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Visit www.christaboundinglove.com and our social media handles at the Christ Abounding Love Church for more audio messages and details on all upcoming conferences. God bless you.